Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. When you go to buy a home, what realty companies do you think of? I know at least for me, the first one that comes to mind is the subject of today's show. It's Coldwell Banker and their chief marketing officer, David Marine. Now, David's been with Coldwell for about 17 and a half years now, and so he's certainly overseen a number of broad sweeping changes at the organization, uh, not the least of which is their recent rebranding, which involved lots and lots of testing and a little bit of courage because that logo has been there quite a while. So we get all into that rebrand during this show. We talk about his journey to this point. We talk about part of the reason he got into the real estate market and his own home buying experience upon entering that industry, as well as his thoughts on authenticity, how to be a more authentic marketer and all that good stuff in between. But I'll let him tell you all that and I'll step back. For now, this is from Coldwell Banker, David Marine. All right, everyone. I'm here with David Marine from Coldwell Banker. David, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we have uh, had a number of conversations leading to this point. Obviously, Coldwell Banker is doing a lot of things, completely rebranding, a lot of things on the path to 2020. I want to talk about all of that, um, but I'll turn the clocks back a little bit first. Let's talk about your journey to this point. Yes. Uh, so actually, I've been with Coldwell Banker for over 17 years, and uh, I tell people all the time, the way that I got to this position uh, was a interesting journey, not one that I expected. At a college, I worked for an ad agency uh, that focused on high-tech companies. This was in 2001. And uh, around 9-11, uh, all of a sudden, all these tech companies that our company was working with, the funds dried up. Um, they were cutting their advertising fees and all that stuff. So then uh, being one of the last guys in as a low-level person at this agency, all of a sudden, uh, I found myself on the way out. So as the story goes, I bought a home in September of 2001. I got married December of 2001. Valentine's Day of September of uh, 2002, I walked into the office and found out that I was being laid off. So new wife, new house, new mortgage, no job. And I thought it was like one of the worst things that could ever happen to somebody. I remember distinctly on my way home from work that day, I called my dad to let him know what happened. And he said to me, uh, David, pack your bags. You and Tara, who's my wife, oh, you're going to Disney World. And I said, what? No, I got to do a resume. I got to apply for jobs, yeah. all this stuff. I can't go to Disney World. And he said to me, David, you will never have another week in your life when you have zero responsibilities. So pack your bags. Your mom and I, we're going to take you guys to Disney. So we went, spent a week there. My wife had never been. Great time. Came back, did the resume, applied for literally hundreds of jobs. For two months, I didn't get a single bite. I went on interviews, but nothing. And then lo and behold, I applied for a job on hotjobs.com to be the electronic product manager for a Coldwell Banker. And uh, 17 years later, I'm still here and now the chief marketing officer. Wow. So you've seen it all. And uh, <laughs> what a way to start your, um, I suppose, homeowner's career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Exactly. Uh, and I, I tell people all the time, is you got to look at it. Sometimes the worst things that you think are happening to you actually turn out for good. Uh, but you just have to see the, the the bigger picture and the longer road. And Cold Banker has been good to me. I've had tons of opportunities along the way and joined the brand in 2002, 
when online marketing was just getting started, social media wasn't even around yet. I've been able to be part of the development of the brand over time in this digital age to being the first uh, brand with a Facebook page, the first YouTube channel, to doing uh, the first international real estate search apps. So all these things along the way, none of which I learned in college, by the way, uh, has really been fascinating to shape where the brand is today. I didn't know that. You were the first brand to have all those social pages? Yeah, first brand with Facebook page, first brand with YouTube channel. Uh, first one to allow people to search for listing videos through a YouTube channel. We actually had a mapping unit back when YouTube used to allow you to have these, what they called gadgets on your homepage. Yep. Uh, and it was cutting edge at the time and YouTube used this as a case study. And from that point on, like video has been a core component of what we do. So a lot of those developments over time have helped us to get to where we are today, which has been a tremendous um, help for me as a marketer and being able to see as what worked, what hasn't worked over this course of time. And what would you say is the most different these days about being a brand on social, having been the first one? One is organic doesn't exist anymore. Okay. <laughs> it used to be like, oh, let's refresh content. Let's make sure that we're engaging with our audience and how do we build that audience. Uh, and now it's really turned into from a social platform, you've got to have paid ads out there in order to keep up a profile. It's also become one of the most efficient ways to advertise through online. Uh, but that's that's been the kind of the biggest shift. And of course, the advent of video and sound off and and that becoming a core component of, of what we do online. Yeah. What about influencers? Anything? I mean, I don't I wouldn't necessarily associate or maybe I would. I'm not sure. But the, do you lean into influencers at all? So we have a network of 92,000 agents who are influencers across the globe. (laughs) And that is one of the things we've looked at is creating uh, groups. We even call them uh, for our events. We have a social squad of really highly active online agents who, when we have our national events, they can get the hashtags out there, let people know what's going on and really engage with them. So we've used our network as ways to let's showcase what we're doing by allowing them to be the spokespersons for us. So yeah, we've done a a lot of that and uh, have met some amazing agents along the way who are really not only doing incredible stuff online, but also uh, creating really good businesses in real estate. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, And how you can't get much more, I guess, authentic by the the title of the show than, than that, to have your advocates and your influencers be your own blood, essentially. Yeah. And I think when you talk about authenticity, one of the most authentic things about a brand or the brands that are heralded as being authentic is ones that people truly believe in and want to be proponents for. And that's what we strive to do with our network of agents is we want them to be proud of being part of the cold banker network, having that brand. Um, and that's also part of why we went about this rebranding effort. Yeah. And I was going to add, and I want to talk about that in a second for sure, sure the rebranding. Um, but I actually, that was going to be my next question is what, you know, the authentic, what the importance of authenticity is to you or perhaps how you define it for Coldwell. It, all obviously from what you've just said about not only your personal experience owning a home, uh, at least at first, uh, to what you're doing with this vast network. But what does that then mean uh, for the brand in terms of uh, what does authenticity mean to you for for the business? Yeah, I believe if if you look up authentic in the dictionary, the the word that will pop first is genuine, mm-hmm. and it's it's something that is believable, and even trust can be taken from that. What's unique about Cole Banker is we have authenticity has been at the core of our brand since our founding in 1906, which our founding story, Colbert Coldwell, guy who's a college dropout out of Cal Berkeley, uh, got into real estate in San Francisco after the San Francisco earthquake of 1906, decimated the city, 
And he saw a lot of shady real estate practices going on at the time where the records were destroyed in the fires afterwards and people were saying these properties were owned by somebody else and it wasn't worth what it was. And he saw all the shady practices and he decided, I'm going to do something about it. So he put down in writing, uh, guaranteed the services that he would offer and he put uh, principles in place to not allow any of his agents to own investment properties so that they could not be seen as trying to uh, rip someone off by saying what a home was worth or a, a property was worth not as much as it was. And that has been uh, a central part of Cole Banker for the last 113 years where we were the first to have a code of ethics before the National Association of Realtors. And that led us to expansion across not only California, but the United States and globally. And it has developed a lot of firsts where we're continuing to try to uh, innovate on behalf of our customers. So we are the first with a real estate website in 1997 to put listings online when everybody was still holding on to those MLS books. Uh, and that led us to then looking at mobile and social and video and how we can do to continue to showcase what we can do and not try to be something that we're not. That's where a lot of marketers fall into trouble is they want to look at these trends and what's cool, what's hip. Oh, this other brand is doing that. We got to do that too. Uh, but you really got to ask, is this true to who we are as a brand? How does it speak to our mission, our core values? Because if it doesn't, then it's just going to be seen as you trying to be something you're not. Right. What, what do you think brands get? I mean, I think you've just hinted at it a little bit. But what do you think brands get wrong when it comes to trying to be authentic and, and, and getting to that point of like, oh, those guys are just, that company A is just doing it because that company B over there did it and company A thought it would make them some money. And, yeah. Yeah. No, fads are, it's, it's easy to fall into, especially as a marketer, because you look at, hey, there's this new way to get our message out there and to engage with the customer base. Uh, and as a marketer, you're always trying to find out, oh, what's, what's something new? Is this going to be a more efficient way to do things? Uh, but you got to figure out, like, does this make sense coming from from us? Does this make sense for Cole Banker? Is it believable? Right. Uh, and if it's not, then it doesn't matter how efficient that advertising is. It's not connecting with what people uh, perceive you to be and what they expect from you. So I think trying to figure out what is your 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 true north, what's your north star, and uh, sticking to that and knowing what your core values are um, is key as a marketer, as operator of a business. I mean, that's got to be at the core of what you do. So then what does Cobo do differently in order to position itself as an authentic brand? Yeah. One of the things is our, our legacy in real estate helps us to be authentic. When you've been around for 113 years, uh, you've built up that authenticity. We're not trying to be something we're not. While others have fallen by the wayside, if you look at Fortune 500 companies 20 years ago, how many still exist today? It's, it's over half are gone. Yet we're still there and we're not just existing, but we're continuing to grow and to thrive. So I think that allows us to have a great foundation in which to be authentic. Uh, and then from that, it is really making sure that we're showcasing what a service our agents can offer every single day. The value of a brand in real estate is something that is often questioned in our industry. Isn't it all about the agents? Isn't it all about the local markets and all that stuff? To which I, I answer, um, a brand is only makes sense if the brand makes sense. And that if your brand is something that can support your agents and is offering unique services that can separate your companies and your agents apart from others, then that's a brand that has value. Otherwise, you're right, it doesn't matter. So that's something that we seek to do is by offering unique tools that can position our agents better, like our what we do with artificial intelligence and predictive analytics with our CBX platform, what we've been able to do from a consumer messaging standpoint, where for the last seven years, we've had the most effective and top-rated advertising in all of real estate, according to Ace Metrics. So we're able to connect with consumers better. We're equipping our agents with unique tools. Oh, and by the way, we also sell more million-dollar home sales than any other real estate brand. 
So we're equipping our agents to reach that luxury market as well. Yeah. So you're doing a lot to expand not only um, the, I, I suppose, types of properties you're doing, especially in the higher end, but also uh, the way in which you are coming online. You said the last seven years, I guess, really, it's probably been the last... Oh, when did you go on Facebook and YouTube? Probably like 07 or something like 06? Uh, yeah, probably 2006. Yeah. So over the last 13 years, you've been doing a lot to innovate in this way. And of course, uh, the prior 100 years before that, I'm sure doing a bunch that was <laughs> contemporary to that time. Yep. But now I want to talk about something that's going to happen over perhaps the next year. Uh, obviously, there is an ongoing rebrand with Coldwell Banker. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. You know, I've, I've already mentioned a couple of times about our legacy in the business. And so while we've been around for a long time... We wanted to stop, take a look. Hey, it's, it's great that what we've done and how we built this authenticity and trust and brand over 113 years, but we want to be focused on what we're doing for the next 113. Right. And how can we best position ourselves for that success uh, moving forward? And what we found was, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of companies go through a rebrand because they're trying to change who they are and reflect themselves in a, in a different way to their audience. But what we found was at our core, what Cole Banker was doing and stood for was very current, very relevant, and still worthwhile. Uh, from what we've been doing from artificial intelligence with our CBX app, to our luxury prowess, to our advertising. But how the consumer was perceiving us, just from a visual standpoint, wasn't connecting. I love this uh, analogy that uh, a colleague of mine, Mike Fisher, first shared with me. He said, it's almost like we need a new suit. You go in for an interview, you got a resume, it's got all the credentials, you got the experience, the education, you got the references, but you go in wearing a wrinkled suit. And all of a sudden, what they see isn't connecting with what's on the page. It doesn't mean that you're not that qualified and that, that good worker, but it does change people's perception. And I think that's what we were seeing is that people viewed our old mark as being established but old. Oh, yeah, I know this brand. It's been around for a while. They're good. It's a brand my parents probably would use. It feels a little old. It feels a little dated. So what we were doing on the inside wasn't matching the outside. So we wanted to say, okay, let's make sure that how people are perceiving us visually matches at the core of what we're doing. So we found with this, this new mark that we call our North Star mark uh, and rebrand project has allowed that to happen where they still view our brand as being trusted and a leader, but now modern and sophisticated. So that has really uh, been the crux of why we're entering this rebranding initiative. Yeah, I'm interested about how that new mark came to be. And maybe it's because I'm not... Uh, a, a creative genius or anything, but it would seem uh, a, a tall task to say, all right, we're a brand new real estate or brand new. I'm using <laughs> that in air quotes. Uh, we want to give ourselves a brand new vision to, to a mm -hmm. new market and put on a new suit. I mean, how do you go about creating a new logo altogether? Uh, this is not something I wanted to do. Really? By the way, no, in no way, shape, or form. You wanted to keep the old wrinkle suit on? Well, well I'll say it like that. I mean, you, yeah. wanted, you, wanted, to, you wanted to keep the vintage. Well, it was Piece it wasn't it, no, I knew we needed to change our look, but this is this is a daunting task. So, I tell people all the time, if you have a group of 10 friends, try to agree on where you're going to go to dinner. Mm -hmm. Okay? You're never going to agree. Now try to get 92,000 agents to agree on what your what your new look should be and who likes and who doesn't. Yeah, and that about it. that is a, that's a tall order, and it's also something that as the as the head of marketing, you're like, am I going to be the guy that everybody's like, "Oh, what did he do? What did he why did he change that?" Um, but I did know that it had to be done. So we started, uh, let me step back a uh, standpoint. So having been with the brand for 17 years, while a lot has changed over that time, the one thing that hasn't is I continue to get asked the same question from our network, which is, what are we going to do about that logo? Started sporadically at first, you'd hear it here and there, but over the last 24 or 36 months, all of a sudden that noise started to get louder. So we started to do research 
and uh, perception of our brand within the industry, with consumers. And I kind of hit on earlier, the feedback was insanely consistent that everybody was like, yep, this is a trusted leader, established company, but old. Hmm. And so we we started talking with our uh, our network of agents and brokers and we started reshaping our brand story and our, our mission and our core values and just not changing who we were, but reshaping them in a way that felt a little bit more relevant and more current for today. And uh, when we ended it and we would share this this presentation about our brand differentiators and all that, everybody was like, yes, this feels like us, but it feels new. It feels fresh. What the heck are you going to do about the logo? And so then once we started hearing that, it was then like, okay, we need to start pursuing it. So uh, we worked with our longtime um, creative agency of record, Silton and Partners, to start embarking on this process of rebranding. And I tell people, on my computer, I have a 450-page PDF that has uh, four logos on every single page. Oh, my God. Uh, and we went through every single iteration of what would, do we want to go with this motif or this one or this style. And, and it was really trying to sweat over the details. But what we ultimately landed was we wanted to take some elements of our existing logo and just enhance them. And still make them relevant uh, to today from a visual standpoint. So there was still some continuity. So if you look, I know it's the podcast, so you won't won't see it. But what we did is we took our, our font from our logo. We updated it to be more modern. I like to refer to our old font as the Star Wars font. Mm. I love Star Wars. Big Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah, who doesn't? But it's a very dated font style that's reminiscent of the late 70s. Right. So modernized that. There's a little C and a B stamp or a badge that had been in the lower right-hand corner of our logo. We pulled that out to make it a, a standalone icon. Uh, and then we added the star to it um, to to separate apart. And the star represents two things. One, it's the universal symbol for excellence, has been since Pythagoras in ancient Greece, where he used the first to use it as a symbol for something that cannot be improved upon. It's why we have stars for movie reviews, restaurants, get Michelin stars, generals have stars. But then it's also not just any star, but symbolic of the North Star, which has been guiding people home for thousands of years, explorers, trailblazers, pioneers. They can look to the North Star because it's the only uh, star in the celestial kingdom that does not move in the Northern Hemisphere. So people could always use that as a guiding way to find their way home. And that is absolutely at the core of what Colbanker does every single day is guiding people home. So to us, um, it really told a great story, but it was also just an enhancement of what we had previously had to little, make it a little bit more modern for today. Yeah, and I like that that representation of the North Star guiding people home quite yeah. literally in this way. Absolutely. No, we love that too. Yeah. So then uh, let's talk a little bit about um, how we you take this refreshed brand and you continue to build upon the way that you are connecting with people online building communities in that way. And I'm reading some, some notes here, but I know that you have a GenBlue Facebook group yep. that does this. But I want to know from you holistically, what are some of the ways in which your, your customers, your agents, your brokers can be sharing their feelings about their experiences with Coldwell um, or just talking about the brand generally? Yeah, so our GenBlue Facebook page is one way we, we want to engage our network and have that open dialogue, uh, whether we like it or not, of what is being responded. And we use that as a launching point for a lot of our different initiatives. But one way in tying this to the to the rebrand we've done it is we wanted to conduct what we call the transparent rebrand. So it was, hey, a lot of companies when they rebrand, especially within real estate, they say, hey, we're rebranding, here it is, good luck. Right, wide sweeping. Right, and so we want to take a different approach. So this past March at our GenBlue event, we announced we are planning to rebrand. Here's a, an icon we are starting from, but we want to take the next six months to test it in real world scenarios. I was going to ask about that. 
we want to get feedback from our agents, from our actual brokers. How's it going to work on a yard sign, on exterior signage, marking materials? Do we need to reshape how we're thinking it looks on a computer screen versus how it works in the real world? And that approach um, was kind of risky at first because we were having an open dialogue in public about where we were going, but it proved to be hugely worthwhile because we were actually able to make adjustments to yard signs to update our mark. We added a, a blue box with what I like to refer to as crown molding around it mm. to really cement it because we got feedback that the logo felt like it was floating on uh, lighter backgrounds. So adding a background to it uh, helped cement it. Uh, and that allowed us to, from a yard sign perspective, a lot of real estate companies, when they rebrand, they have to go back and redo their yard signs because once they're out in the real world, it's like, oh, wait a second, this doesn't look good in this light in this area. Uh, so we're able to test that. I even took a yard sign home. I put it in front of my house for the weekend because I wanted to drive past it in the morning, at night, when we're doing errands on Saturday and just drive past it. And then my wife made me take it down because so the neighbors were calling and asking how much we were selling for. Oh, right, yeah. And I said, Hunt, all we need is one offer and this will be the greatest rebrand story Yeah, right, I mean, <laughs> ever. truly. But she said, take it down anyway. So okay, all right. Um, but, but that allowed us to get this uh, unique feedback and reshape it and then just at our leadership summit, which happened in uh, September, we launched the finalized logo and package, which I feel so much more confident in where we are at today versus if we just tried to launch it, here it is in March, because of all that feedback. So you took a number of months to build upon the original idea. How'd you collect data around that? Seems a rather specific piece of feedback for somebody to have anybody to drive by and be like, oh, that yard sign looks different or even to have an, like I can't imagine in the amount of seconds that it takes somebody to drive by a yard sign, at least I, this is me, my uninformed thinking, to have them look at it, notice it, know it's Colwell and say, Okay, that design, that's a little weird. How yeah. did you collect data on that? Yeah, through a number of different ways. One, it was a, a lot of qualitative research. Yep. So uh, real estate agents are unabashedly open with feedback. They will let you know what they think, uh, whether you want to hear it or not. And so we picked four different markets across the country to get feedback from. And we picked them purposefully for because they were different areas of the country and different markets. So one's suburban, one's like middle America Main Street, one's in a highly urban and luxury market. And so we would go, we'd showcase, we'd send them like 20, 30 different yard signs and, and gather feedback from them. And then we'd make refinements and send it back. At one point in time, we had no less than 50 different yard signs in our lobby at our home office. Different ones, like with different, different designs? Yeah, it was like a Highlights magazine. Can you tell the difference between each one at some right, point? Right, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I haven't seen a Highlights magazine since yeah, like yes. 97. <laughs> Uh, my kids actually still get them. So no, they're, they're still oh, around. Okay. Well, I guess I've outgrown. I got to go. Race but yeah, you would lock up to and you're like, wait a second. What's the difference of it? And they're like, look at the spacing between between this line and that line. Oh, yes. Okay. I see it. Yeah. Um, and so that type of, of feedback and everybody who came in, they got to give input. And we also worked with the actual sign vendors, which I think was hugely helpful because a lot of times when you're working with uh, design firms, you know, designers want to design and they're like, this is beautiful. Don't touch it. And, and go on its way where we went to the, we started there and then took it to the yard sign vendor with our agency's support and said like, you tell us what is the feedback you're getting from the thousands of agents who order signs from you on a daily basis. What do they want? What is the number one complaint? What is What did other people do wrong that we can try and do right? And that was hugely beneficial to us because it was real world feedback going back on like past orders in history that allowed us to shape where we are today. So all of that, and then we sent out surveys to the agents in, in these markets on 
what is the feedback that you're getting from clients and customers and all that. So it really helped us uh, create a narrative and shape where we ended up. Yeah. So then I want to dive in a little bit more to the ways in which you're able to leverage the, the, the commentary that you get, the stories of people's experiences. Actually, let's start with microcosm first. Do you have any stories that, I don't know if you could approach a story like your own of, of your first homeowning experience, but the stories of people who buy homes through Cobalt Banker, uh, through perhaps uh, Tumult or, or other circumstances, but stories which stick out particularly? Yeah. What's what's amazing is when you're with Cobalt Banker, it's a hugely successful brand and there are tons of agents who you know, have had long careers, very successful. But when you talk to them and you say, hey, what is the highlight of your career? Yeah. Over 17 years, I've never heard someone say, you would not believe I got a 6.5% commission on this one deal. Or I got, you know, $300,000 over asking price for this home. Instead, the stories that you hear are, you know what, one of my greatest moments was I, I helped this one family find a home that they never thought they would be able to afford. And then, you know what, I also helped this other family and then I helped their kids find their first home and now I'm working with their kids to help find a home. And you get those legacy stories within real estate and people are just uh, pillars of the community. So the real estate agent knows what's going on in those local communities. They, they live there, they work there, uh, and that they've really made and like our mission is to leave our mark on the world of real estate and our, our agents do that on a regular basis. And so those are the amazing stories that you hear on a regular basis. One quick one, uh, last year with the hurricanes in the Carolinas, um, there was an agent down there whose name is escaping me right now, uh, but they they were showing houses to a, a couple that was there and it was right before the hurricanes came in and they got stuck in this in this market. They couldn't get back, they couldn't get flights out. And so this agent helped them find a home that they could stay in uh, of someone who is out of town so they'd be able to weather this hurricane when there were no hotel rooms and they wouldn't be able to find a, a place to stay. And ultimately, they would um, be working with that agent for the rest of their lives because of that of type course. of stuff. But you have countless stories, whether it's military or helping people to, to find homes they never thought they would be able to, to own someday. I mean, those are just everyday occurrences for call banker agents across the globe. Yeah, and those everyday occurrences, I'm sure, can be incredibly powerful for the brand from a business perspective. Obviously, you talk about the loyalty that somebody would have after having an experience Absolutely. such as that. How do you leverage those sorts of stories? I'm sure there's much more than that. I'm sure there's thousands, millions told all over the world. How do you like take those and, and, and leverage them, use them as fuel for the brand and put them back into the community to say, like, this is what working with us is like? Yeah. How do you do that? We, that's a, a major tactic of what we're doing from a social and even a PR aspect. Uh, we're constantly reaching out and asking for stories of tell some amazing things. We're getting comments through our Facebook page of like, hey, I just want to let you know I worked with this agent and this is the exceptional service that they offered. And we're able to turn that around and say, not only use it from a, hey, work with our brand because we have these types of agents, but we want to give credit to these agents and let them know like, hey, the brand that you're a part of, we notice what you're doing and you're doing an excellent job and allowing just shine a light on them and their work um, has been truly tremendous. Years ago, when we first started our YouTube channel, mm -hmm. I found through searching online this this one agent. Her name was Jessica Riffle. Her, she's now Jessica Riffle Edwards. And she was recording herself driving to work in her car with one of the flip cams, if you remember those things. Yep, I had one. 
She puts it on her dashboard and she would just drive to work and she would be like, let me talk to you about the market here in Wilmington and what's going on. Or if you're a buyer, what should you be looking for in your agent? And she would just do these two to three minute videos. And I was like, this is amazing content. It's so simple, but it's compelling. And she was getting like a thousand views here, 2000 views there. And so we called her up and we're like, hey, we'd like for you to start creating some videos for us and we'd love to showcase you. And she became this spokesperson almost for our, our YouTube channel as like a featured um, agent. And I've known Jessica now for probably more than 10 years and she's continuing to excel in videos and she's gone from uh, you know a good agent to a fantastic agent who's now servicing the luxury market in Wilmington. And to be able to see that type of growth uh, and and that type of person see success has been amazing. And it's not only been a help to the brand, but it's just great to see someone who's been loyal to the brand and continue to excel and and refine their craft over time and continue to be to become now one of our top agents in the country. Yeah. Wow. What a story. Yes. And from again from that very early days of YouTube. Thank God you guys were uh, you know active on social in the very early days. Otherwise, who knows? I mean, you might not have found her. Oh, well, you it probably does. would have. It sounds like you would have found her anyway from the good content. Probably like, because of the success she's had. But there's there's what is it's incredible is at the advent of social, the agents who were doing it right back then are continuing to do it right today. It wasn't mm-hmm. like oh, it's just this flash in the pan. So from Jessica Edwards to another uh, another agent, Christoph Chu, who actually I just saw yesterday, and he's now one of our global luxury ambassadors who helps do some of our luxury training for other agents. And he's been exceptional in video from the very beginning, and he serves the Beverly Hills marketplace. And you can find him doing videos at the farmer's market in Beverly Hills. Did you know Beverly Hills had a farmer's market? Nope. Now you do. And right. the only reason I know is because Christoph does does videos, but he is exceptional at conveying that Beverly Hills lifestyle and allowing you to connect with it. He talks about uh, being the DJ of content for his community, which he's, he told me probably seven or eight years ago. And I thought like that is one of the most amazing ways to like conceptualize what he's doing. Right. But he wants to make sure that he is that source of content that he calls himself like a luxury concierge. And he helps people buy homes, but he also helps them connect with the lifestyle there. And uh, he's had a tremendous success as well. Yeah. Wow. Those are great stories. Thank you. Um, uh, the All right. So then let's. So obviously then. Uh, you've been able to create a lot of these stories and, and how this brand looks over the last you know, 10, 13 years. And uh, I want to learn a little bit more about what you foresee Colwell doing or evolving into over the next few, let's say four mm-hmm. or five. Obviously, you've just embarked on this refresh. Yep. So you, I'm sure that uh, that's still pretty new, right? Yes. Obviously, it's very new. What are you looking forward to for the next couple of years? I'm looking forward to finally rolling out this rebrand and, All right. <laughs> and putting it down, uh, putting it to bed. But um I think that is actually, I look at this this coming year and this rebrand initiative as a, I don't want to say a turning point, but it's a, a launching pad for, I think, where the future of our brand can build from. Uh, so I like to tell people now the real estate brand with the best value proposition in the industry has a fresh new look to go along with it. And that will be a signal to the industry, to, our, to other agents in our own, that while we've been around for 113 years, we're best suited to continue for 113 more. And so rolling that out and seeing yard signs in different communities and as um, each company has these launch events, which I'm already getting calls about, hey, we're planning to do this in March. We want to do this in January. Hey, I want to do something even in December of this year um, is really an exciting time to be part of the Coldmaker brand and seeing how that can then parlay into what we're doing from a messaging standpoint with consumers and how we can activate it on social. 
um, is really, this is an exciting time. So 2020 is going to be a big, big year for us. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm sure I'm, you're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing how that refresh goes. Excellent. And, um, for the others who are listening to this right now, I'd like, I'd like to close out this interview as I, as I do with most of them to ask for your advice. Many of the folks who tune in are marketers, they're students of the craft. Now they may not have had as, uh, let's say direct an experience with their industry in the brand that they are as you have, but they are nonetheless looking to either from a sole proprietorship to a Fortune 500 company, mm-hmm. build a brand that is authentic. And I'm going to stick to that word. What advice would you have given your experience to those folks to make themselves better, more authentic marketers and to build more authentic brands? One of the best things uh, that has helped me, and it's something we actually embarked on in the past year, was we wanted to cement our brand story. And really look at what is our mission, what is our core values, what are our differentiators, and what truly makes us unique and separates us from from other brands. Because uh, then a lot of times it's like, well, what's the difference between you and this or this service and that service? But when you can really cement your story and who you are, then you're always speaking from or viewing the world through a lens that is truly just yours, which sounds really philosophical and I really didn't mean it to come out (laughs) like that. Um, But it helped because, so to put in perspective, our mission uh, beforehand was to be the trusted source of innovative real estate solutions, creating exceptional experiences for all we serve. Just rolls right off the tongue. And as part of this process in the rebranding initiative, I would go around the country and I would ask people if they could recite our mission. One person of thousands could recite it verbatim. And so that to me was like, well, if nobody knows what our mission is, it's not something they're living every day and therefore it really has no value and meaning. Right. So we went through a process of what should our mission be? And so we reshaped it to, uh, we empower our people to leave their mark on the world of real estate and leave your mark is kind of our mantra going forward. And now in only the six or eight months in which we've started talking about that, to a person, it's become a hashtag on Twitter feed, leave your hashtag, leave your mark. It's now part of uh, office decor where people are wanting posters or putting it on front desks and that kind of stuff. And so it's made an impact and uh, core values as well. And really trying to create what is your story and how should your voice be, uh, your messaging, what are your differentiators? And when you can stick to that, then you're always going to be speaking from a platform that is yours. Uh, and really differentiate yourself from others in the marketplace. Yeah. Well, that's great advice. Really appreciate you giving that. Um, and My for pleasure. everything that you've given us on this show, the insights, uh, the outlook, uh, and the look back, it's been wonderful to see uh, where Coldwell has been and where it is going. So uh, as the helm of the North Star, thanks very much <laughs> for joining us on the show today. Well, thanks so much for having me, Adam. Thank you so much to David Marine from Coldwell Banker for joining the show today. Hope everything goes well with that rebrand going forward. If you like this show, there's one thing I'm going to ask you for this week. Leave me a rating and review wherever you listen. If that's Apple Podcasts, great. If that's Spotify, great. Google, great. Doesn't matter. LinkedIn. Talk about us on LinkedIn at Authentic Influence Podcast and uh, tell us what you think. Or if you have a recommendation for a different topic to cover, a different question to ask, a different CMO or other marketing leader to talk to, we'd be happy to take all that feedback from you. I'm going to be back again on Monday with another fantastic episode detailing how a top brand is becoming more authentic in its strategy and storytelling every single day. And until then, and for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.